Welcome, everyone. This is a Council of Institutional Investors educational podcast. I'm Jeff Mahoney, General Counsel of CII. Our topic today is whether abolishing quarterly financial reporting for U.S. public companies is good for investors. Our special guest today is Samana Rip, an assistant professor of accounting at Indiana University's Kelly School of Business. Professor Arif is a co-author of a recent research paper that studied the effects of the frequency of financial reporting on investors and the markets. Welcome, Professor. Thanks for speaking with us today. I'm going to ask three questions about our topic, so let's get started. Question one. Professor, in a tweet on August 17th, President Trump announced that he's asked the Securities and Exchange Commission to study whether it makes sense for publicly held companies to publish semi-annual financial reports instead of the current required quarterly reports. The president argued that such a switch would allow companies, quote, greater flexibility, unquote, and would save money. Professor, you've actually already studied the issue that the president has asked the SEC to study. Based on your research, should we abolish quarterly financial reporting in the U.S.? Thanks for having me, Jeff. This is an important topic, and any changes to mandatory disclosure, it would have significant effects on investors, managers, and financial markets. And I think there are some significant downsides that we should be aware of if we were to move to a semi-annual reporting regime. First, noting, I think, at the outset that the U.S. has the deepest, most liquid capital markets in the world, And it's in no small part thanks to our disclosure standards, which strive to uphold transparency and level the information playing field. And there's lots of good reasons why mandatory disclosure exists in the first place. So reducing the frequency of mandatory disclosure would create a financial system that is less transparent and weaken the information environment. So if we were to move to semi-annual reporting, financial markets would likely become more volatile because investors would be in the dark about actual corporate performance for a much longer period of time. There's a greater risk that asset prices would decouple from fundamental value. And you know, what's interesting about this is that semi-annual reporting isn't just a thought experiment. There are many firms outside the U.S. that report semi-annually. And so it's possible to actually study the effects of semi-annual reporting on those firms. So a recent study by myself and Emmanuel DeGeorge, who's an assistant professor of accounting at London Business School, uses actual data on semi-annual firms around the world to look at how investors in those firms behave under semi-annual reporting. And what our findings indicate is that because semi-annual reporting causes investors to operate in an information vacuum for longer periods of time, they end up overreacting to other types of news that they believe is value relevant. So essentially, Semi-annual firms have missing quarters because they don't report a Q1 and a Q3 report, right? A first quarter and a third quarter report is actually missing for those firms. And what we find is that investors overreact to other alternative news sources for those periods. So, for example, you know, let's say there's negative industry news or some negative macro news that investors hear about for those missing quarters that are not reported by the company itself. Well, they're going to have to wait a long time until the firm actually reports its financial statement. And, you know, investors essentially, they shoot first and ask questions later. So in other words, what I mean is that the stock prices of these semi-annual firms, they go down too much because uh, investors sort of don't know what the impact of this news is going to be on the actual firm. And they just prefer to sell the stock immediately than wait you know, many months to figure out what the impact was. Now, it turns out that when the semi-annual firm actually eventually reports earnings many months later, then stock prices rebound. 
But the point is that all of this makes these stocks much more risky. It creates excessive swings in asset prices, and it harms the efficiency of financial markets. So relatedly, other academic research suggests that under semi-annual reporting, investors will require compensation to invest in stocks that report semi-annually because of the increased risk and volatility of these stocks. Basically, it's more risky for investors to hold stocks for which they can't assess the actual performance for long periods of time. So what this means is that the cost of capital for semi-annual firms is higher and the liquidity of these stocks is lower. And so this creates higher interest rates and lower stock prices for these firms and damages their ability to raise financing and grow. You know, I think it's worth pointing out also that when performance is hidden for longer periods of time by companies, then that will increase the information advantage that executives have when they trade their firm's stock or their personal account. And so this creates higher information asymmetry between insiders and investors and allows these insiders to earn higher profits from their trades at the expense of ordinary investors. And so, you know, I think overall it's quite clear that a semi-annual reporting regime would have some pretty significant downsides. Question number two. Professor, some argue that companies that are allowed to report semi-annually in other markets have better long-term decision-making compared to companies like those in the U.S. that are required to report quarterly. Does empirical evidence support that argument? So the, the argument here is that if management has to report every three months, then that makes them more myopic in their business planning and hurts their ability to make good long-term decisions. Conversely, if management has to report less frequently, maybe they would do a better job in planning and running the business for the long run. Now, in terms of the research findings on this dimension, the evidence is actually quite mixed. Some studies find an effect and some don't. So one study used data from the 1950s to the 1970s in the U.S. and found that less frequent reporting reduced some of this myopic corporate investment decision-making. But there are two more recent studies that use data from the 2000s, you know, more, much more recent, and this is studies were done from using UK data and Singaporean data. And both of those studies actually failed to find any evidence that reporting frequency has an impact on long-term corporate decision-making. So, you know, it's unclear whether semi-annual reporting actually results in better long-term investment decisions by managers. And if you think about it, you know, realistically, adding an extra three months to the reporting cycle is unlikely to make much of a difference to business planning over a multi-year horizon, say three to five-year horizon. And, you know, we know that firms like Amazon, Apple, Google, they show that it is possible to very successfully plan and invest over very long horizons while still maintaining quarterly reporting. So, I mean, I, I think this argument, it sounds perhaps somewhat, you know, appealing and intuitive, but about it a little harder, it, it's unclear that it would actually uh, deliver significant benefits. Now, the other argument in favor of semi-annual reporting is that potentially it could save money because there's less compliance costs. You know, you may, maybe you don't need to hire as many accountants or lawyers because you're reporting less frequently. But if you think about it, any potential cost savings on that dimension would likely be far outweighed by the higher cost of capital that firms will face, the detrimental effects of higher financial market volatility, you know, the front running by uh, executive trades that I mentioned earlier. And so uh, it's, it's, it's quite unclear that even if there are some benefits, that they would be significantly higher than the cost. My final question, Professor, given the results of your research and what you just discussed with respect to cost and benefits, 
what are the odds that the SEC study the president has called for would conclude that the economic benefits of abolishing quarterly reporting in the U.S. would exceed the economic costs of such a change? You know, it's tough for me to forecast what the SEC will conclude. Uh, I think they'll do a, a very thoughtful job weighing the evidence on both sides of the debate. You know, now potentially perhaps they would consider maybe a hybrid system where some companies, maybe big firms, must report quarterly, while for smaller firms, quarterly reporting would be optional. Uh, now, maybe this might sound appealing on paper, but as I mentioned earlier, there are significant downsides to, you know, semi-annual reporting. And I think Part of what makes the U.S. sort of have the strongest, most liquid capital markets in the world is, is the relatively rich information environment and a commitment to a sort of a high level of transparency. So quarterly reporting plays a very important role in achieving all of that. And, you know, we, we live in an era where real-time open ledgers via the blockchain are becoming a reality, you know, and in the modern world, capital flows at the speed of light. And, and so clearly requiring less frequent financial reporting is a step into the path. Now, I want to highlight that if the regulators and the business community want to help promote longer term decision making by management, then instead of reducing the frequency of mandatory disclosure, a more natural way uh, would be to end the voluntary practice that managers have of providing quarterly guidance. Uh, in fact, you know, Warren Buffett and Jamie Dimon have both supported this idea. Overall, uh, you know, I think it's, it's worth keeping in mind sort of uh, both the cost and sort of the benefit. On behalf of the Council of Institutional Investors, I want to thank our special guest, Professor Samana Rip. Do you have any questions or comments regarding the professor's remarks or CII's views on quarterly financial reporting? Please feel free to contact me at Jeff, J-E-F-F, at cii.org. Until next time, I'm Jeff Mahoney. Have a great day.